Welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight. I am your host and the owner of Modern Mystic. And this week we have another person who I adore and have known for a couple of years now. Her name is Colleen McCarthy, and she is a registered dietitian and also a highly intuitive, and I don't know if she calls herself a medium, but I believe that she's a medical intuitive. Um, and so she's got the, the the training and the certifications and the credentials, but also this really spot on direct link to her intuition. And with blending those tools, like a lot of our guests have in the past, she's really able to impact the health and well-being of her clients. So in this class, she explores the physical and spiritual nutrition of foods, the impact they have on both the body and the spirit. And specifically, she goes into gut and immune health, uh, which is really the beginning of a lot of uh, illnesses that we have, you know, as a population. And I don't know if you guys have heard of the medical medium, but now more than ever, I feel like people are being able to tap into an intuitive sense of how to treat the body with food. And Colleen is a forerunner in this space. And I know many, many people who have had complete healings and reversals of, of chronic conditions through her work with her. And really and truly, she teaches people how nutrition can become a real conscious and impactful form of energy work. Just like with last week's episode with Adela was like a strong focus on the body, nutrition also starts with the body. And I feel like sometimes I know for me, I just sort of feel like I'm carrying this body around as a means to sort of act out you know, certain tasks or whatever, but really it starts with the body. You know, the body has a wisdom. So without further ado, I really hope you enjoy this wonderful Sunday school class called The Energy of Foods with Colleen McCarthy. Thanks for having me. Like I was just um, telling Kirsten, this is a topic that is huge, right? Like the spectrum is big. So, um, as I was preparing for this, pulling things, setting the intention of whatever needs to come through is going to come through. So that being said, I'm going to speak on this topic and I'm going to leave plenty of time for questions. Um, so if there's something that I don't cover, feel free to ask. Um, I'm pretty laid back. We'll just have a conversation about this. So I may ask questions and be interactive. Um, but like I said, this, um, this topic is pretty broad. So I'm gonna to speak to the work that I do with food and the energetic work that I do. Um, and then we'll just kind of go from there. So um, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I, for years I was a professional dancer, ballerina. Um, then I was diagnosed with celiac disease at the point where I asked my doctor how to spell it because I didn't really know what it was. Um, because it was, you know, way before all this gluten fad stuff was happening. Um, and at that time, I was also in school for massage therapy. So I was doing body work um, at the time. And that's kind of how I dove into the field of energy work. Didn't really understand what I was doing at the time. Um, so I went to school to be a massage therapist, and then I was diagnosed with celiac disease, and then to learn more about my body and what was happening, um, I went back to school to, for dietetics, which is nutrition, but a little to be a dietitian. 
Um, that being said, uh, I don't exactly practice like a dietitian. I mean, I do. But it's my license. Um, hi. But um, I, it's, it's more than that, right? So um, all while being in school and learning about nutrition, I was having to heal myself. Um, I had, in the midst of that, I had an eating disorder, um, mainly because I knew that whatever I was putting into my body was literally making me sick. So I just stopped eating, <laughs> um, which that was the cure for me at the time, not really a cure, um, but it worked because I had to dance and, you know, output energy and it was just a mess. Um, so all of that's kind of drove me to the work that I do today. Um, I was telling Kirsten earlier, if you would have told me 10 years ago that this is, I would be doing energy work with food and helping people heal, the, heal their bodies through food, I probably would have laughed at you um, just because of where I was in that space of being kind of a mess in my own system and not understanding what was going on with my body and how food was interacting with my system and how that was being outplayed in the world that I was living in. So um, the way that I view my belief and the way that I work with food is food either raises our vibe or it pulls us down. In, in another language, the medical language, you can say food either creates inflammation or it decreases inflammation. So I want to offer the perspective of um, our chakra system is our endocrine system. Um, it is our immune system, right? So it's just a different language. It's a different perspective. I like to kind of jam them together um, because I feel like they're one and the same. Uh, foods that we bring in either increase the way that our chakras are presenting and coming out into the world, or they're decreasing the function, right? I have my little notes over here just so I don't like go on tangents, so I'm not cheating, but. Um, <laughs> so the work that I often see with, with my clients and with myself mainly was dealing with directly with the solar plexus is where everything I see dealing with food starts because the solar plexus is our identity, it's who we are, it's how we view ourselves. Um, it's how we, it's our vitality, um, it's how we speak to ourselves. Um, it is the center of our, quote, gut feelings. Uh, it's the center of our, you know, where our intuition speaks to us. Um, so if something is stagnant or clogged or coming in in that area and we're not able to process, that's where it gets stuck. That's where the issues start. You can look at it the same way as this is our stomach, this is how our food physically digests food, and if the microbes, the bacteria, the balance is not correct, and if there's enzymes that are missing, there's energy that's missing, um, it's going to become, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, decreased. So the function is going to decrease of that. Um, with the work that I do with clients, that's directly where I start. I'm coming in and they're telling me that all of these things are going on with how they feel, how they feel about themselves, their body is hurting, they have inflammation, they can't digest food. The same thing is happening up here uh, in the mind. 
in the third eye, in the mind's eye. So if this is foggy, this our solar plexus is clogged, uh, stagnant, this, our third eye, is going to be the same. So this is how, you know, this is why, like, I offer to my clients, um, your immune system is your chakra system. It's the same because if one is, if there's inflammation coming in via food and we're feeding it things that are constantly making us feel foggy, we're not going to be able to receive messages from our body to, to be able to take care of ourselves, to be able to understand what foods we need to fuel ourselves. Because everybody is intuitive. We're all um, born with that ability. It's just the matter of how much we pay attention to it and how much we want to grow it, right? Um, a lot of uh, my clients, I find that they're scared of it. They, you know, it's, I, I don't know, I, the, the word that I, the phrase that I just said, I don't know, um, ha, I hear all the time. And I want to offer, like, you do know. We, you just have to be able to pull it out, right? Um, so, okay. I just wanted to make sure I covered that. So when, when we are eating certain foods that are causing a little bit of fogginess in our body, a little bit of inflammatory process in our body, um, all, your whole system is affected, not just solar plexus, not just third eye. It's from the root chakra up, right? So the types of foods that we are bringing into our body, they're interacting with the energy that we are already carrying around, that we already are vibing at um, in our normal state. And then it's coming out, either expressing or it's pulling us deeper, deeper, deeper into something, uh, into a decreased low vibe. So... Often my clients are like, well, what can I eat specifically that is going to raise my vibe? And I always offer, uh, it's up to you. Uh, I know a lot of you are looking for, like, you probably came here for me to tell you, eat this for this chakra, eat this for that chakra, eat this for this. And I can offer you that, um, but it's more than that, right? So it's about paying attention to what's happening already within yourself before you introduce another energetic being, food, into your system. Um, so along the lines of let's pay attention and clear out your system. So clearing out your system of, inflammatory, of inf inflammation, inflammation, foods that cause inflammation, is pretty um, individualized. However, it can be general. Right? So if you're wanting to use your intuitive abilities, use your intuition more just to get out of the diet mentality, which is looking for something external outside of us to tell us how we should take care of ourselves, when we already know how to take care of ourselves, we just have to be able to let, you know, decrease the fog, the clouds on a sunny day. Like if it's sunny outside, but it's cloudy. If you remove one of the clouds, you're still not going to be able to see the sun. You have to remove them all, so then you can see the cloud. Then you can see the sun, right? So clearing out the system and decreasing inflammation overall allows you to actually tap into more of your intuition. It allows you to hear these messages more clear. This also comes from your solar plexus being foggy and you not trusting yourself. So you already know. You just have to wash it out. So what I generally recommend doing to clear out your system is taking about seven to 10 days 
and writing down the foods that are coming in. I'm not talking about the amounts. I really don't care about like, yeah, you know, half a cup of whatever, green beans or something. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just, this is the food that's coming into my system and this is how I'm feeling. Emotionally, physically, energetically. How are you feeling? So you keep a log of this is what I'm eating, this is how I'm feeling, and then you take a peek at it. Then you look at it, right? So sometimes seven to 10 days isn't really long enough. Um, sometimes, you know, two, three weeks is best, just so you can see trends, right? Um, and if you're noticing that every time you eat bananas, you feel jittery, or you feel scattered, or you have a stomach ache, or you have, I'm going there, diarrhea, you know, um, then that is a true signal that that food is causing an issue. So I don't like to take things away without putting things back into the diet, right? So if you're noticing like, okay, these foods are making me feel like really low energy, uh, my mind is all over the place, I can't really sleep at night, look at the general picture of the types of foods that are coming in. Like, are you eating whole foods? Are you eating like, and th there's no problem with this, eating whole foods with a little bit of, you know, some processed foods in there. I mean, we're all human, right? Um, just kind of take a peek at like the ingredients that are coming in. Becoming aware is the first step in learning how to use food as something that increases your energy, as something that increases your health, as something that increases your ability to listen to your own body and your intuition. So the first step is just writing it down. What's going on? Let's see what's happening with my system. Let's see what times of the days I'm feeling tired. What, how did I wake up this morning? You know, like was I, feeling uh, energetic and in a good mood or am I kind of low and are my joints kind of hurting? The other thing to take into, into account is the weather. I know that sounds really crazy. But the barometric pressure has a lot to do with how we physically feel. Coupled with foods, it can, you know, increase pain or decrease pain, right? Um, so, do we have any questions so far? Are we good? All right, cool. So, taking into account and becoming aware of like, okay, this is what's going on with my system. These are the foods that are coming in. This is how I'm feeling. So, once you figure out like, okay, this is the picture of what's going on, what I normally recommend is pulling out the top, I think there's like five or six foods that I just recommend taking out of the diet for about a month, you know, if you can do it. Everybody can do anything for 10 days, um, right? So 10 days is like the minimum. The other thing is, is it takes the body 10 days to clear a corner. Like it takes the immune system 10 days to clear something out. So if you're like, oh, I need to remove dairy from my diet because it feels like, I feel like it's making me heavy. I feel like it's um, messing with my hormones, you know, and that's an energetic exchange itself is, horm you know, hormonal. Um, so if you're like, okay, I need to remove this, you need to remove it for a minimum of 10 days. Because the immune system, you know, the energy can be cleared immediately, but the body has to catch up, and it takes it 10 days, minimum. So if you're going to remove something, it's 10 days. 
uh, for the immune system to kind of go through its process. I call it the, you know, the detox dump wave <laughs> of how the body just kind of clears things out. So a minimum of 10 days, let it go. If you're already eating pretty clean, clean, I use with my fingers because there is whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, as long as you're eating fruits and vegetables, that's clean to me. You know what I mean? Even clean meats. You know, like some people, uh, they need meat to increase their feeling of security, to increase grounding. Um, some people don't need that. You know, um, some people are great with just plants and they're grounding in and of themselves. You know what I mean? So it doesn't, you know, everybody is different. But if you're already eating semi whole foods, I would recommend clearing gluten from the system, not forever. You know, this is not like a fad thing. The reason that I say that is because um, gluten, the antigens and the, when you eat it, it mimics what the thyroid puts out, right? So it mimics thyroid antigens, you know, thyroid, not antigens, <clears throat> excuse me. It mimics the thyroid antibodies. So when we're eating something, if we have an inflamed thyroid, this is a throat chakra here, if we have, you know, if we are not saying something about what we need to eat or what we feel like we need to eat or what we should eat, that sits right here. If you're like, oh, I should be eating this and I should be eating that. If, just pay attention to when you're saying these things to yourselves, where you're feeling it in your system. Because if you feel like you've got a golf ball in your throat while you're saying it, that's not, something's not right there. So um, gluten blocks this. If there's already something that's happening in the system with the immune system, with adrenal fatigue, and then, you know, you're not able to digest foods, you're having a little bit of, in, you know, indigestion, that tends to be liver. Um, so that's right there in the solar plexus. And then it, it comes up and out, right? So if, if things can come up, but they're getting stuck right here, the food that needs to come out of that system is what's blocking it, which is it's wheat. I say all of that to say... Remove it for 10 days, see how you feel, put it back in your system. Sometimes if you just clear it out, let the energy run its course and put it back in, it will, your body will act differently, right? So it's not like, oh my God, you can't have it forever, you know, it's like, no, no, no. Unless you have an immune issue with it like I do, I have celiac, so if I put it in my system, my, my system literally purges for 24 hours. I will vomit for 24 hours. So that's, you know, and it, let me go off on a tangent here. If you're having that experience with a certain foods to where they literally make you sick and vomit, that is an energetic purge. Your body is like, dude, no. <laughs> um, so that actually didn't start happening to me until a couple years into the celiac diagnosis when I would actually accidentally have just a little bit my body would literally purge itself for 24 hours. And as I was throwing up, you hear this little voice that we all have in the back of our head that's like, this is energetic. This is not, your body's, yes, physically reacting to this, but I would often hear all the time, and I point over here because this is where it comes in, um, is, this is energetic. This is, a pur this is a purging. You're not supposed to have this. So once you pay attention and you're like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. These are the foods that are coming in. Um, that little voice probably will start to get a little bit louder, right? Um, and I just invite you to just listen to it. Just entertain it for a week or two. Um, because you will find that it's been trying to come through 
and uh, tell you, <laughs> should I eat this? Take a listen. If you're like about to eat something and you're like, mm, you physically get a feeling in your system or you get, you get like a hot flash or you get this feeling of like, mm, maybe I'm not supposed to have this, listen to it and trust that. Um, I feel like a lot of um, things with food and nourishing yourself, um, society has taken our power away from us, right? Um, because they're telling us there's so many diets out there. There's so many fads like, you know, now ketogenic diets, you know, out. And I'm just like, when that came out, y'all, I was a clinical dietitian for a while. And I worked in the hospital. And I fed people through an IV tube. And ketogenic diet is a clinical diet for people with seizures. So when I was like, the, are you kidding me right now? This is, like, really going to wreck some people. You know, like... So I say that to say, like, kind of try and leave the fads. You know, you should eat this, you should eat that. These are the superfoods that you should all be eating. Um, all foods are super in my book, right? Um, I have clients that blueberries literally make them have diarrhea. So that is not okay for their systems, right? So trusting all of this stuff that's coming, you know, from society is really wrecking, um, one, our intuition and our ability to trust ourselves when it comes to nourishing ourselves. And we forget. Oh, should I eat this? What time should I eat this? You know what I mean? What time should I eat lunch? Is it okay to eat lunch? You know, like, is it okay for me to have a snack before I go to bed? Or is this, like, going to put weight on myself? You know what I mean? So um, society is really wrecked our innate abilities. If you watch kids and they tell you, I don't want to eat that, or my stomach hurts, they're right, you know, because they're more connected to their uh, natural state of being than we are as adults. So we could learn a lot from them, actually. I have a lot of parents that are like, my kid is such a picky eater. I'm like, watch them. Like, if they want to eat, you know, green beans all day, let them do it because that's what they want. So they're, they're in touch with their intuition and they are knowing exactly what they want when it comes to their bodies. So when, when we're speaking of food and fueling our system, if you are, you know, if you are a creature of habit, which we all are, and you eat the same things for breakfast every day, stop beating yourself up about it. Because there's a reason why you do it, right? Uh, our brain up here always likes to attach to a reason why, or it likes to go back to, uh, oh, this said it in this book, so I know that it's right. That's another reason why I have you write down what you're eating and how you feel, because then your brain has a reference to go back to that and be like, oh, I've seen this before. This must be right. Okay, this is what's happening. Like, there, there's, a, there's a, all kinds of different ways to, quote, trick yourself and to trick yourself into, like, listening to your intuition, because if you can give your brain a reference it understands. So if you're eating the same things all the time and you're feeling low vibe, then you know you can fix it. Then, then it's time to add some new energy into your system. Um, but if you're you know, feeling pretty good, but you have like you know, some aches and pains every now and then, uh, then there's, there's some specific issues that are happening. Um, but I challenge you to ask yourself, is this energetic or is this something that's coming in physically? It's probably both, 
right? Um, because foods that come in that are, you know, high in fat, those types of things, they, they not just high in fat, but like salty foods, sugary foods, whatever, they give us information about our emotional state. So like, for example, if you're craving milk products and you're craving ice cream, you're craving unconditional love because milk is the first thing as a child that you get from your mother. So there's a reason why that's happening. So you can use cravings to teach yourself <laughs> about where you are in your emotional state. Like for example, uh, crunchy foods, right? Like, I don't know if any of you guys like to chew on ice or chips or whatever. That's a way that your body expresses anger, right? So if you're constantly reaching for like, I need something to chew on, you know, you're, there's anger stored in from here up that it's trying to come up and out. So watch yourself when you're craving crunchy foods. It's not to say that that's bad because that's actually a way to get that, to express that emotion safely. Um, salty, if you're craving salty and crunchy, there's some fear there. There's like salty is fear of success. Salty is fear of moving forward in your life. Fear of something that's wanting to be seen. So when you're keeping your 10 day log, when I say write down anything and everything that you're feeling, emotions are very important because cravings are the gateway into teaching us where we are emotionally and how we can shift it or just be in it. The most important thing is to give yourself permission to be where you're at with food. Um, because yes, it is an energetic tool, um, but I feel like it can often be used as something that takes energy away from us and takes power away from us. If we are viewing food as a fuel for our system and fuel for our uh, intuition and um, just life in general, then the perspective shift is sometimes that's all you need um, to just, okay, let me just let myself off the hook and just let myself eat like I'm going to eat and then let me, let me just write it down and let me figure out what's going on with myself. Because you can uncover a lot of things. Um, the way that I work with clients is, you know, they often come to me and they're kind of a, a bit of a, a wreck, for a lack of better words. I've been there. Sometimes I'm a wreck too. Um, but really what's going on is their body is so inflamed that they, they are they're disconnected from their systems. And they're looking for an ex, not, not all of my clients, but I would say 87%. I don't know why I said 87. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Uh, they're, they're disconnected from their systems because they've been looking for other people to tell them exactly what to do when they already know what, what they need to do. That's why they come to see me. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a weird practitioner, if you will. Um, <laughs> so I deal with the immune system directly, which means I deal with the chakra system directly. So when they come to me and they're, you know, they've got autoimmune happenings, I see lots of Hashimoto's. 
I see lots of uh, hypo, hyperthyroid. I see lots of adrenal fatigue. I see lots of uh, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. I work with that whole population. Celiac disease, and I work with the, I don't know what the hell's going on with me. Somebody help me out, because the doctor said everything's right. And, you know, when you intuitively know something is wrong, there's something wrong, right? So, uh, well, not wrong. There's just something that's imbalanced, basically. Um, so when I take on a new client, I'm like, okay, let's physically figure out exactly what foods are pissing your system off and what foods are making your system, you know, thrive, right? The way that I do that is via blood test. Um, just because I don't, I mean, I can shoot in the dark. We can figure it out over a period of time. But most of the time when I, uh, when a new client ends up in my office, they're like sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, so we just, I run a, a test and figure out like, okay, this is what we need to do to reset the immune system. Once I physically get the body flowing and energy is flowing through them, then we can get down into the spiritual part of like, okay, how did, how did this happen? What's going on? What happened here? What happened with you being able to speak up for yourself here? You know, what happened, uh, you know, there's, a, there's so many things that energetically happen that we don't really pay attention to that then food is actually the one, the physical body is the one thing that has to speak up to get our attention. So if you look at it that way of like, okay, my body is speaking to me, something that's coming in via food from the outside world into the inside world that's changing my energetic makeup, it's trying to get my attention, right? So um, once you're, that's why I say like keep the log because once you clear your system, you're able to get to the deeper issue and you're able to, to tackle it, you know, like to, or to understand yourself a little bit more about what's, what's happening. So, um, you know, there are different foods that fuel chakras. There are, you know, like I always say, like, it's the rainbow diet. You know what I mean? Like, because each, the colors of foods coincide with the chakra system. Like, so for example, like your root chakra, if you're needing to feel super grounded and you feel like you're in your head all the time, uh, red foods. So even meats are very grounding, strawberries, uh, rhubarb, um, let's see, some other cherries. Um, red foods are gonna ground your, your system in, you know, into your, back into your body. Orange foods fuel the sacral chakra. Oranges, carrots, sweet potatoes, yams, they're very, um, they will fuel that chakra to be able to open up. But if there's a point in time where you feel so foggy that you're like, oh, I don't even know where to start, um, it's best to keep, let's see what's happening. See the, notice the different colors of all the foods that you're eating. If you're only eating one specific color, you're only feeding one chakra. You're only opening up one chakra. You know, you're only dealing with that that energy, energy that's moving within the system. So it's, there's a lot to pay attention to, but just literally keeping a log will open your mind and your eyes up to like, oh, this is what's happening with, my, with myself. And if you're craving ice cream all the time, are you not giving yourself unconditional love? Are you conditioning yourself? Like I'm only gonna, you know, if I feel successful, that's the only way that I feel like I can love myself, you know? Um, the other one that I often get asked about is alcohol. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a way to hide. 
right? So if you're like, oh, I'm going out with my friends and, you know, I'm really shy, I'm introverted, but if I go out and have a drink, I'll be fine. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's like, I, I, it's inhibitions, you know, like you, you remove that inhibition, but where are you hiding from yourself and other parts of your life, right? So food can be, it is, a very spiritual practice. Nourishing yourself is a, is a very much so a, a spiritual practice. Um, the other thing I like to offer is uh, when you, you know, blessing your food, saying the blessing. I was raised Catholic, um, not really practicing Catholic anymore because um, I don't really deal with organized religion. But anyway, um, blessing the food, setting an intention over food, that's clearing the energy before you bring it into your system. So, you know, I always used to, like, roll my eyes when my parents were like, let's say the blessing. I'm like, ugh, you know. Um, <laughs> but it really, now I have my own form of doing it because it's like I have to clear the energy of where this food has been, you know, like even though I'm, I'm grateful for where it was grown, that's where my brain kind of goes. Where was it grown? How was it tended to? If it wasn't, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If it wasn't handled nicely, then we're just going to clear that. And because I want it to nourish my system and not bring me down. So that's another way um, of using that as an energy clearing within your own system. Okay, let me make sure I covered all the things. We good on time? All right, cool. Um, so the question of like, what do I eat? When do I eat? Those types of things. I want to invite you to just kind of let that be there because it's going to be there, right? But you don't have to answer the call. If you want to really start using your intuition to um, negate your meals and when you're going to eat and how you're going to eat and all these things, drop the question, what does my body need right now? And just wait. It will either show up in the form of a craving or you'll see something in the fridge or whatever, you know, or... It most likely, it always pretty much shows up as a form of craving. Um, so your cravings are messages of what your body needs. They're also messages of what I was speaking to earlier about what is my emotional state that I'm in right now. Um, if you've been in a funk for a long time uh, or, you know, a couple days, like I know for myself when I drink a lot of cow's milk, it just does not agree with me. I love it, um, but it doesn't love my being. It makes me super anxious. Um, it makes me feel jittery. <laughs> and it screws with my hormones. I don't like it. Um, the other, you know, like, I, the, the other, like, powerful thing with food is, as a woman, if you're a woman, uh, and you bleed, use your cycle to really figure out, like, okay, the last three weeks, I've been eating X, Y, and Z, and now I have extreme amount of pain. I'm having headaches. I'm really anxious, and I'm just not feeling myself, and I'm super tired. If that's happening when you are on your cycle, look back to the last three weeks of how you were eating because it's going to give you a lot of information. Um, if you're feeling good when you're on your cycle, if you don't have anxiety, if you have no headaches, if you don't have any body pain, then it's a clue that you're eating foods that are nicely interacting with your energetic system and nothing is clogged. That's a really powerful thing for women. Men can do the same thing. 
It's just a matter of really, really, really paying attention to certain times of like, because I notice with um, my other half that there's certain times of like every three months he gets into this funk. And I'm like, mm, okay, he's been eating all of these things in the last couple of days. He doesn't pay attention like I do, but and I'm like, okay, he's eating all of these things in the last like two months, and now here we are again. You know what I mean? So they're, they're cycles. Life comes in cycles. It's trends. Food is the same way with our system. You just have to pay attention, right? Okay. Do I have any questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So supplements are just that. They're supplements, right? So if your body is able to absorb most things through food, that's probably best. Um, I will say that there, um, there's a time and a place. If your body is pretty, um, you know, if you're low energy, if you have adrenal fatigue, if you definitely need some supplements to help increase that energy. I would recommend three months on, one month off. Three months on, one month off. Or you can do it in the way of three weeks on, one week off. Because so, it gives your liver a break. Right? So supplements are good. Some of them are in excess. Some of them, because your body, it's going to absorb things way better with real food because it knows what it is. However... There's some, pe some people's bodies just don't break down food the same, you know, like my body's not going to break down food exactly the same as yours because we have a different um, microbe, gut microbe makeup. So what you eat, your, your bacteria is familiar with your system and with your body, and so that's what keeps you going. If you immediately change your diet, you know, to eat like me, your gut is going to go haywire because those bacteria that you have in your system aren't used to the food that's coming in. Kind of acts the same way with supplements. However, <laughs> there's, I mean, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a rabbit hole with supplements. You can be on 10,000 and they could not be doing anything for you. And you can just have expensive pee, you know? <laughs> so, you know, you can do the same thing that I was speaking to with food, what does my body need right now, with supplements. Put it in your hand. Hold it, close your eyes, ask your body if, you, if it, this is something that you need. In my experience, uh, the way that I feel it, and it'll be different for everybody, is the palm of my hand will burn if it's a yes. If I don't have the supplement in front of me, I literally just close my eyes and ask, is this something that's good for me or whoever I'm reading for? It'll be a clear yes or no. Or a question mark, which means check back with me later. <laughs> right? So supplements are great. Um, I typically recommend a B vitamin for most people just because it is water-soluble. Um, and like I said, some people, you know, like you'll absorb, some foods will be more readily absorb, you know, absorbed than other foods, even if you're eating like a ton of almonds, you know, which is really high in magnesium. I eat almonds every day, but I also take a magnesium supplement because my body burns through stuff. So if you know that that's how your metabolism is, that, you know, I would just challenge you to just become a, more aware. Give your body three weeks on a supplement and one week off and see how you feel. If you feel completely different when you come off of it, then okay, go back on it. But if you're like, mm, I don't really notice a difference, stay off of it. But the other thing to give your liver a break, because some people will be put on, will go on a supplement 
and then they'll stay on it for four years. And by that time, it's not doing anything. It's just clogging your liver. So yeah, give your body a little break to just kind of just see. Yeah, does that answer your question? I hope, okay. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, gluten is one. Dairy is the other. Soy. Here's the deal with soy. Soy is an estrogen mimicker in the system. Uh, increased estrogen in the system equals increased inflammation, which, is, which means decreased intuitive knowledge messages coming through. Also increased inflammation in the throat area and the thyroid. Um, Pork is another one. Pork feeds viral activity in the system. Um, gluten, dairy, soy, pork, eggs. Eggs feed viral activity. So if you have ever had Epstein-Barr, mono, in your life, if you've ever had strep in your life, if you've ever had, what's the other one, strep, mono, strep and mono, and the flu. I mean, everybody gets influenza, but it's mainly... Uh, strep and mono, those, viral, those viruses get stuck in the system. So once you are, quote, cured of them, um, they're latent in the, in, in the intestines. So stress can flip that switch back on. That's when you start to see things like mystery illnesses, like uh, Hashimoto's and adrenal fatigue and, you know, fatty liver that you're non-alcoholic fatty liver, extreme fatigue, skin issues, all of those things, the, quote, autoimmune stuff, um, is actually the body doesn't attack itself. It's not made to attack itself. There's something that gets in the DNA, viral activity, that changes the way the DNA is, expresses itself, then we have organ dysfunction. Um, the two foods that mainly feed that are pork and eggs. Gluten is the third. So if you've had that in your lifetime, like, for example, when I was diagnosed with celiac disease, I was like, oh, my God, I have an autoimmune disease. What's going on? I didn't really believe a lot of stuff when I was going through school because it's like there was a deep knowing that I was just learning these things to understand the standard and then go the opposite way. Um, because I don't believe standards for health, to tell people how healthy they are, they just don't work. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, uh, no. <laughs> don't tell me that I have to eat 10 fruits and vegetables in this and I'll be healthy. Not true. Um, so when I was diagnosed with celiac disease, I was like, you know, I just don't believe that my body is attacking itself. So 10 years later, here we are with all this research now that I, I believed that viral activity was a part of this. Because when I was in school doing biochemistry and all that stuff, you learn, like, this is what viruses do in the system. So how come this hasn't caught up, you know? Well, strep is directly related to celiac disease. Strep is the virus that causes gluten sensitivity, that causes that, quote, autoimmune episode <laughs> to happen, right? I mean, it's a lifelong thing. I can't have gluten anymore. But um, also the things that you can add into your diet that decrease viral activity are nettle tea and lemon balm tea. Uh, those things are pretty powerful. You can take them in capsules, but I, I like tea. Uh, decreases viral activity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, colloidal silver does the same thing. 
Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Inflammation. I, you know, I end up trying to stay away from commercial meats just because bringing that, what I've seen with myself and in my practice is bringing that into your body creates a shitstorm, if you will, uh, of inflammation. Um, and then we end up taking on that energy inside of our bodies and then we can't get rid of it, right? So I, if someone is going to eat meat, I eat meat. Um, I really do my research as to where it's from, how it was treated, what it ate. Because I, you know, I'm sensitive to corn products, and if I eat a cow that was fed corn, I'm going to feel it. And it's not necessarily the meat, it's what they ate. So um, I definitely uh, am very aware of where it comes from, where it has been, how it was treated, and when I bring it into my house, I do the woo thing. I'll either Reiki it, or I just, you know, ask for the energy to be cleansed before I bring it into my system. Because there's only so much you can do. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yes, I mean, I've got a, you know, it needs to be sustainable. I wish that there were more sustainable farms and humane farms that we were able to get meat and even fish, you know, and things like that from. It's just not the world that we live in. <laughs> So it's just being really, really aware of it and knowing your supplier, knowing where you're getting it from, knowing how it was raised, knowing how what it was fed, um, and how it passed away. Does that answer your question? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both. So here's the deal. Um, with taken in transdermally, um, if our the makeup of our skin and the makeup of, you know, like chemicals and all that kind of that's expressed. Sometimes it's hard for people to actually, they take in the vitamin D via the skin, but then they don't have the enzyme that converts it to the active vitamin D. That's the only problem with getting it in the sun. Because a lot of my clients are like, oh, I, you know, I'm in the sun a lot, you know, but their vitamin D is in the pits, right? So if you don't, if we don't have one enough magnesium in our diet, if we don't have enough vitamin K, we are not gonna absorb any of the vitamin D. So I am a, I'm an advocate for taking it internally. I'm also an advocate for not overdoing it because I've been in the position of my, doc, my doctor, who I'm friends with, telling me, Colleen, your vitamin D's low. I have an, an autoimmune, my vitamin D's always low, right? because my body just burns through that stuff. So I, I, I always have to take a supplement, but I didn't for a long time. Then I did an experiment on myself and I ate a lot more fat. Um, 
specifically pork. This is when I was doing an experiment. <laughs> um, and I supplemented with 5,000 IUs of vitamin D three times a week. Well, then my vitamin D was uh, too much. Like, it was like 147. Hello. Not good. My doctor was like, call in. I'm like, okay, I, I, okay, experiment done. I understand now how my body was doing this. So now I, you know, I just do the um, sublingual uh, vitamin D with just the drops um, in a carrier fat oil. Um, so sunflower oil, um, sometimes it's packaged in coconut oil. Um, I'll do about three or 4,000 I use a day. But I do think that there is, there's, a, there's a difference in the way that the body um, can change the sun into active vitamin D. A lot of people don't have that enzyme that changes it. That's the only issue with that. So, and if your vitamin D, if you don't have enough vitamin D, your immune system goes haywire. If, it, if your level drops below 50, it's, you're going into autoimmune category, right? Doctor, you know, the, the real range, the normal range of vitamin D is uh, anywhere from 30 to 100. I recommend uh, 55 or above for everyone. Does that answer your question? Okay. With what? I haven't. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, no one showed up yet with that. But I find that a lot of the autoimmune diseases, they mimic each other. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same things that happens in the system. You just have to figure out, like, where the cascade started and then go backwards. Yeah. I saw a question over here. Yes. It's going to trigger it. I will just say that it's going to trigger it. It does. The reason that it's, it's actually a good thing that triggers it because it comes up to be cleared. So if you know that you've had these past tendencies, um, my recommendation would just get a little bit of support to bring you through the first couple of, you know, first couple of weeks. Um, also, pay attention to how you self-soothe and how you talk to yourself. Because I had an eating disorder. Um, and when I, you know, it still rears its head, but if it, if it leaves one part of the, the, you know, how it was expressing itself in food, it's going to show up somewhere else. If you don't, you know, not necessarily rip the Band-Aid off, but let it come up and let it be expressed. So my recommendation for that was just be, get support, whether that be from someone that does this work or a friend or, you know, a loved one. Just let them, just have somebody to speak to so you can talk it out. Because as women, we need to talk into the solution. <clears throat> you know, like, men don't necessarily do that. Like, women use, like, 6,000 words a day. Men only use 2,000. So there's a big difference, Right. So I, I would offer that to just get support because it's going to come up. It's going to come up to be cleared. Yeah. I think it's um, person-specific, but I do think there are definitely benefits to it. 
So um, someone that I have a lot of, uh, I do work with a lot of women. And a lot of uh, what I see is I do like a series of um, functional medicine testing just to figure out like what's going on intracellularly, so what's, what's happening inside the cell. And I see a lot of leptin levels really high. So leptin is our hunger hormone. So when you've been yo-yo dieting or like had an eating disorder or whatever, your leptin's gonna be real high. Um, and so that is our hunger hormone. It tells us when we're hungry and um, relin is the full, so it tells us when we're full. Um, intermittent fasting can help lower leptin. So there are clinical, um, I do feel like there's clinical indications for intermittent fasting. I don't feel like it's for everybody, um, especially those that don't have really stable blood sugar or are more apt to like passing out or just like super sensitive in general. Um, the intermittent fasting that I would offer that is just in the mornings. Like, you know, give yourself like from the time that you get up, eh, don't eat for like four hours, then eat something. That's what I would do. I wouldn't do this whole like three day stuff um, because that's gonna really mess up blood sugar. It's gonna put you into bad news, right? So it's different for everyone, but um, if the, I do think there are some clinical indications that, yeah, it, but supervised, yeah. There's a lot of, like, with the fad diets and stuff, there's a lot of, like, people saying you should, you know, intermittent fast, and especially if you're diabetic or you don't know that you're diabetic, woo, you're asking for it. It's bad. Yeah. Um, Well, what that does is it messes with insulin levels, so it puts your body into ketosis. But if you are not careful, it could kill you. Like, it, it's nothing to mess with. But that's been done for, you know, like, working in the clinical field before I started doing, you know, this type of work. Um, we would put diabetic patients into ketosis, but we would do it in a hospital setting. You know, where there's other, where we're monitoring blood work, we're monitoring all of these things. Um, you can, I had a, one of my friends that I was in school with, he was like, oh, I'm going to try and, you know, do this like seven day fasting. He ended up with, um, like his liver was like going crazy. Like his eye, you know, his eyes turned yellow. Like it was just, it was bad. So yeah, I don't recommend, yeah. It, it, there are clinical indications. A supervised is good, but you have to know somebody that knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I saw another question. Uh, what's your opinion about uh, sinus inflammation or allergy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, her question was about sinuses and um, chronic allergies and things like that. That is food-related. Um, it's typically a manifestation of food sensitivities. Um, that's one of the number one things that my clients come to me about is allergies, chronic sinus infections. Um, that's also your body's way of trying to get your attention that something's up with the food that you're taking in. So um, it does also have to do with the gut, with the amount of microbes or amount of good bacteria versus bad bacteria. Um, because the same thing that lines our gut lines our sinuses. Um, specific foods that I would definitely cut out would be dairy. Um, another one would be soy. Um, it's hard to tell, like, other specific foods. Sometimes there's, there's like, what I call piggyback foods <laughs> that kind of just jump on the bandwagon um, that are like, oh, your, your inflammation, your, you know, system is inflamed. Let me just 
pile it on up, you know, um, with other foods. But um, it's definitely related to food first. There's more than likely something going on emotionally underneath it. But the first thing I would address would be food. Like, what's happening? Like, what's going on with my gut? Am I taking probiotics? Am I eating foods that are high in bacteria? Am I eating whole foods? Let me cut out dairy. Let me, you know, play with gluten and see if that... Because sometimes that may not be an issue for you. Um, but usually dairy is the cloggy... Uh, sometimes almond milks, like nut milks, can even do that too. So I would keep a log... This is what I'm eating, and this is how my sinuses feel. It can also be the barometric pressure outside, but I will say that if you're already inflamed, the barometric pressure is just going to exacerbate it. Does that answer your question? Okay. I've got one more question. Okay, cool. I do. I have, um, I have a website. I do have a card. Um, it's colleen-mccarthy.com. And I'm on all, well, I say all the social medias, but I just found out today that Facebook's for old people. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> um, it's Colleen MC underscore. You can find me there. Um, and I do have, um, I have, I ran out of like business cards, but I have these big, they look like postcards that I can pass out. So if you guys have any questions or Anything at all, you can feel free to shoot me an email. Um, I'm always down to chat. Well, I hope this was good. And it's Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. Please subscribe to this podcast to get new content every Sunday. You can also follow us on Instagram at modernmystic underscore shop. Thank you so much, and we will see you next Sunday.